Welcome to the Lead Me On podcast, where we give you practical solutions for extraordinary leadership. My name is Lori King-Taylor, and I'm here with my co-host, Lori Gorell. For more than 25 years, we've been educating and coaching individuals who want to transform the way they lead. Join us each week as we provide inspiring conversations to help you increase your capability to lead with greater impact and influence. Get ready. It's time to lead me on. Hello, Lori King-Taylor. Hello, Lori Gurrell. How are you today? I am fantastic. Thank you. I already knew that about you. (laughs) You're always fantastic. But I am, I am, I am. It's true. And today I get to know that you're fantastic because I'm sitting here in front of you and I can read your body language. Oh man, body language. And and I was going to ask, what is my, does my body language match fantastic? It does today. Nice. It does. So let's spend some time talking about body language for effective communication and what an important topic it is for our leaders to understand because as we've mentioned in podcasts in the past, when you talk about communication, 55% of communication is your body language. Not even the words you're saying. Not even the words, only 7% of communication are actually the words. So you are speaking volumes, either consciously or unconsciously, through your body. So it's really important that we look at the do's and the don'ts. We're going to talk a little bit about what we need to avoid with our body language so we're not sending the wrong messages to our team. And then we'll talk about what are some things that we should be doing with our body. So we have perfect clarity here. When we talk about body language for effective communication, we are looking at the way we listen, the way we look, move, and react. Absolutely. And it's important to note here that research has shown that people are going to make a judgment call on you in the first four seconds. That's a lot of pressure of meeting you. Makes me squirm. It does. And we all like to say, oh, I'm not a judgmental person. Well, that's hogwash. We all are. We all make judgments about somebody. Is this somebody I'm going to listen to? Is this somebody I'm not going to listen to? Do they seem to be educated? Do they seem to be uneducated? We subconsciously as soon as we see an individual start making judgments about that person. And as we've talked about before, that's because we're wired that way. Yes. And we're looking for, essentially we're looking for safety and it just happens to be that it's just a conversation, not woolly mammoths. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's start diving into what are some of the things that as leaders, we need to avoid doing when it comes to our body language? Well, one of them that I noticed recently is someone was scanning the room as if they were looking for someone else they wanted to connect with or talk to. And I was like, okay, then (laughs) who can I introduce you to? (laughs) 
obviously they're not very interested in what I'm having to say, or I'm not a very interesting person. I know I hate, especially at these networking events or, or conferences, if you're talking to somebody and it's like, they're looking at every person walking in the door or who's at the bar or where the bar is at. And it really will make you want to shut down the conversation. What your body is telling somebody is I have no interest in you. Yeah. That's the opposite of effective communication. It is. So we need to make sure that when we're with somebody to pay attention to that person. Something else we want to avoid doing when we're having a conversation with someone else is the lack of affirmative gestures when they are speaking. When somebody's talking to you, you really want to nod your head in agreement so they know that you're listening. Or if they're telling you a funny story, you want a bright face with a big smile. Or if they just told you about the pilot that talked about the duct tape on the outside (laughs) of the plane. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can go to my Facebook page. You want to give a look of horror or so that person knows through your facial expressions and your body language that you're listening and you're not only listening, you're hearing what they're saying and you're in agreement with them. On that don't list. Don't look at your electronics. Don't have your phone (laughs) out checking it. Turn your iWatch off from buzzing so that you're not constantly even just looking at your watch or having your laptop open while you're trying to have a conversation. Yes, I hate that. And, and it's easy to do. And I have, that's something I've had to do with my iWatch. It'll buzz and tell me, you know, something. And I've actually been in a client meeting before coaching session and looked down just because my watch was buzzing and my client was like, oh, is our time almost up? And I was like, I am so sorry. (laughs) So I have had to turn that off because it, it can be very distracting In my home, we have a no phones at the table rule. We just feel the need to look at them all the time. And as soon as you take that eye contact away from that other person to look at the phone, you've now told that other person you're no longer interested in them. That whatever's happening on that phone is much more important than you are. Here's one, talking too fast. When we talk too fast, we come across as incredibly nervous or skittish. And that in itself is very distracting because I know as perhaps a listener of someone talking too fast, I'm more concerned about why they're nervous or skittish than what they're saying. Exactly. And I know, especially in certain regions, you know, people tend to talk faster than other people or some people just in general. If you know you're a fast talker and it's not because of nervousness, you need to practice slowing down because you're giving the wrong impression. So it's like putting a breath at the end of a sentence. It's like period, breathe, yeah. put some pauses in there. And it gives somebody time to digest too. I know it feels like it's probably forever if you pause, but it adds a lot of impact and time to digest. It does. The next one would be getting too close. Get off me. (laughs) Baby, my personal 
space. And there really is that personal space. It's about one and a half feet that you want to stay away from another human. You make people feel very uncomfortable when you come in any closer to that. It's, it's a vulnerable space. It's a very vulnerable space. And we've got to be careful about that, especially in this day and age. People can take that very wrong. And, oh, here go the sexual harassment complaints. Yeah. They're too close. They're too close. You may be a hugger. You may be a close person. You may want to be... But if you don't have that type of relationship with that person, stand back. You know, I see that as almost one of the small, sweet positives of COVID when people you know, needed to give more space, <laughs> do elbow bumps rather than the hug. Yes, uh, my non-hugger friends of the world, I'm very much a hugger. My non-hugger friends of the world have loved the fact that nobody can hug them. My son is one of those. And when we go to church on Sundays, they have a greeting committee. And my, my son just, he's 19. He just doesn't enjoy being touched. And he hates the greeting committee at church <laughs> because they always not just shake his hand. They want to hug him. And he's like, mom, they're going to hug me. You know, he's trying to hide behind me. So he's loved COVID because nobody wants to hug him anymore. <laughs> One of my dear friends, when, when she has given me a hug, it is very clear she is giving me a gift. <laughs> <laughs> then I think another don't watch your furrowed brows because that can be a very mixed message. Here's something that happened to me. There is a fantastic person who has been in a few of my classes and she was furrowing her brows. And at break, I said, did I say something inappropriate? Did something incorrect? What am I reading? She goes, no, why? And I said, because your brows were all scrunched up like you were in disbelief of what I was saying. And she goes, oh, I was just listening really intently. So furrowed brows, try to soften your facial expressions because you can be sending a mixed message, even if it's just intently listening. It, right. Yeah. And pay attention if somebody said that to you. Yeah. If you're getting that feedback, you've gotten that feedback, pay attention to that feedback because chances are you're doing it in multiple situations. Another thing we want to try to avoid or avoid altogether is fidgeting. <laughs> and I'm looking intently at Lori as I say this, Miss Pinclicker. <laughs> I am. I have to put down my pen before we record or be, even when I'm on phone calls, I'll catch myself clicking and I'm like, holy smokes, I'm doing it again. I just have to take the pen away. I have resorted in some cases to non-clickable pens where they like, have the cap, but then I start messing with, with the cap, cap clip, <laughs> the little clip on the cap. I, I don't know what and that it, is. It's, it's what's called a nervous habit and we've developed them. And even if you're not in a nervous exactly. situation, you've now developed that nervous habit, but it comes across to other people as, as you being nervous and uncomfortable. And as a leader, you don't want to show your people that you're nervous and uncomfortable. Yeah. Take, take the pen away. 
Um, but also, if you're thinking about fidgeting, the leg bouncing, I think is another fidget move that can be really distracting. And, and I don't do that one. I think you're not going to stare me down on that one. But I find that to be a, a distraction. And my younger son does that constantly. But he, um, he has ADHD. And that is a part of that. There, he's in constant motion. And in, when we're going back to church, when we're sitting in church or if we're, you know, anywhere we're sitting where he has to be still, his legs are just, I mean, it is going 150 miles an hour and I just have to lay my hand on his leg and, okay, stop. <laughs> you need to calm. So again, not necessarily that you are nervous, but you're giving that impression to other people. So watch and see if you're a fidgeter or if you're a leg shaker. And it, it takes away from you being effective in your communication. It does. Because, because people are paying attention to the movement. They're paying attention to the leg and wanting to know what is up with the leg. <laughs> All right. And this one coming up is mostly for our female listeners, but not always. And that is playing with your hair. It is perceived as coy or flirtatious or nervous, but none of the options are about effective communication. Right. Or not confident yeah. in themselves if they're playing. And you mentioned with the playing with the hair, and it makes me want to bring up another one. It is a client that I had in one of my presentation skills training classes. We were videotaping him. He played with his bald head. So, so he'd like rub it? He would rub his head the whole time he was talking. And it was nervous. Interesting. Checking for stubble. Yeah. <laughs> he was doing something. So fidgeting with hair or rubbing your head if you're bald. Yeah. Well, and I guess it would go too along with playing with your beard. Yes. Right. If we're going to be with hair, there's beard when you're like, they're like going, stroking down on the beard. Yeah, they or think they're, they're being contemplative. Contemplative. And again, distracting. So hair, just leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch your hair. Don't touch your hair. The other thing is shuffling versus walking. And there are just my granny. And whenever I hear shuffling, I think of my granny. My granny was a shuffler, but shuffling indicates again a lack of confidence in yourself it can make you very vulnerable people can definitely take advantage of you in situations because they see you as more weak and more vulnerable so we want to walk with purpose pick our feet up and be very powerful in our walk and not shuffle so let's turn the tides and let's talk about what should you do with your body language for effective communication Let's do. So one of the first things let's talk about is small controlled gestures. And I'm a big gesture gal. So when we get with our big gestures, now, if you're telling an exciting story or your gestures could be a part, but if you just in general are very wild with your hands and, and very big, that can be one extremely distracting to the people that you're talking to, but it also feels to other people like you're trying too hard to be something you're not or portray an image that you're not. And I am a hands talker. So that one for me, it's like, 
okay, watch my movements a little bit more, but usually it's because I'm telling a story. But on the gestures, I think there's a flip side to the do small hand gestures. It's not always about bringing big hand gestures down. It's also about activating your hands rather than keeping them under the table. Yes. Activating them and having some small controlled gestures to show you're listening, to show some extra flair to a story you're telling, bringing people into your story. Right. And it opens you up. So when you're using those small gestures, it's like inviting people in. So Mm -hmm. it makes you more open than when you're keeping your hands closed and in your lap. That can seem very closed. One of my moves, and I just noticed, I just did it just now, is leaning in. When I'm trying, when I'm really paying attention to someone, lean in to the conversation. And it is such a sense for the other person that they're being heard, that what they're saying is interesting. Or if you're the leader and you're delivering a message and you lean in, it shows how passionate you are about what you're delivering. Right. It engages people to want to lean in with you. And sometimes just the movement, if somebody wasn't paying attention and just the movement of you leaning in brings them back around to the conversation. It does. Now, the next one, you think you wouldn't have to say, but unfortunately you still have to continue to say that. And that is eye contact and how critical eye contact is to people. When you're speaking to somebody, go eye to eye with them. You don't, we talked about looking around the room, but you also don't want to kind of look at their ear or God forbid, look at any other parts of their body because- Or above their head. Or above their head. You know, when I was first learning public speaking back in high school, they talked about if you were nervous, look over people's heads. And it's like, no, because people know <laughs> if you're not looking at them. I'm like then trying to chase their eyes, like yeah. trying to look up to try to get their eyes back in, yeah, come in back. with mine. Yeah. And, and we even debated, do we even say this in this conversation? And we came down to, yeah, we still have to say. There's still so many people. Make who, good eye contact. Who avoid eye contact. So the other thing that we want to pay attention to is uh, when it comes to body language is your posture. So posture says a lot about an individual. A more upright, open posture means that one, you're more confident in what you're saying. People are more likely to believe you. As a leader, they're more likely to buy in to what it is that you are talking about. And it just gives this impression. When you do not have proper posture, you're sending a very different signal. So sit up in your seat, keep your shoulders back. When you're standing, you want to stand upright with your shoulders back and keep just a really good posture about you. Yeah. Recently I was speaking to a client and he wanted to coach one of his staff members because the staff member would frequently be leaning back in his chair, really kind of lounged back And it was sending a message of complete disregard for what was going on in the meeting. And it was all about the posture, right? He was all kind of spread out, leaning back rather than sitting up and being attentive. Right. And that posture is great when you're in that casual, relaxed, drinking a beer with buddies atmosphere. 
but not in a meeting room. All right, how about a little head tilt? And I know I, I do a head tilt a lot and I don't think it's because my head is heavy. <laughs> it is, it's really one of those ways to indicate that you're listening. And if you think about it, when you, somebody is tilting their head at you, you feel connected like they're, they're engaged in listening to you. Exactly. And smile. Yeah. When somebody is talking to you, if you, know, you want to be friendly, you want to be open and receiving and smiling just really gives people a good feeling about another person. So make sure you're smiling. Now you don't want those goofy fake smiles. Oh my gosh. Well, that would take us into the mirror neuron conversation because we know when somebody's being <laughs> fake. Yes. We, they don't have to say, look, I'm being fake. We know it. Yeah. And their smile is that first indicator. If somebody is being genuine with us or being cheesy and so the, make it an authentic smile. And the biggest way to determine if it's an authentic smile is to look at the eyes. Oh uh, yeah, the eyes are smiling with it. The eyes are smiling with it. And there's always a crinkle to the eye when there's a genuine smile. I think when people are smiling, they come across as more confident too. It, because you're a little bit vulnerable when you're smiling, if you think about it. And because your, your guard is down. If you are smiling with your mouth and your eyes, your guard is down, you're enjoying yourself. And I see that as confident. So what about the handshake? Don't give me a fish. <laughs> oh, but oh. do give me, since we're in the do's, do give me a firm handshake without breaking my hand. Exactly. It just that firm handshake, ladies and gentlemen alike, not just for the guys. Ladies need a firm, confident handshake. It sends a message to people that you are confident, you are professional, you are in control. So make sure that you really practice a good, solid handshake, even though we're not doing a lot of handshakes. We're doing more right of those now. elbow moves we're, right now. We're elbow bumping these days. But if we ever get back to handshakes. And it's not those fingertip handshakes. Those, those aren't good. We call them the limp fish. Yeah, the little, yeah. yeah, the limp fish. That sends a, a wrong message. So we mentioned it on the making sure you don't get too close, but I think it's worth mentioning what you do want to do is do observe personal space. I think this is just really important right now. It is. So three practical solutions when it comes to body language for effective communication is number one, be self-aware. Really pay attention to your body and what signals you are giving off to other people through, through your body language. I would say second is practice. Practice because if straight up posture isn't your norm, then practice it everywhere of sitting up straight. If you find yourself slouching, bring it back up. If you're not accustomed to smiling, smile a little bit more, but it's going to take practice. This goes with all of the conversations we have about, it's not poof magic. Nothing we talk about is poof magic. All right. And the third is something we talk about on a regular basis, solicit feedback, get people close to you, ask them questions. What is my body saying to you? You know, do I fidget? Do I slouch? Do I furl my brows <laughs> when you're talking? Get feedback from those close to you so that you can start 
focusing in on the changes you make to your body to be more effective in your communication. Thank you so much, Lori. Been fun. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, we would so appreciate a review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss a single episode. If you're interested in knowing more about our upcoming events or working with one of us personally to transform the way you lead, visit our websites. For Lori King-Taylor, visit trinityperformancesolutions.com. And for Lori Gorell, visit upwardsolutionscc.com. Until next week.